I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Already Friends podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today we are back with our What Would Your Bestie Do Q&A segment where you guys send in questions and we as your besties do our best to give best friend level advice here. And today we're focusing our questions around romantic relationships, date night, evaluating your love life in the spirit of Valentine's Day coming up in a few weeks. It's the season of love. A hundred percent. We're diving in. I love it. That was a great, it's all thanks to Allison. She curated the questions this week and I love this angle. You're so right. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And so we're in the love bug spirit. So it's perfect. I really like whoever placed Valentine's Day in February. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the right time for that holiday. So giving us something to look forward to in the midst of cold winter when there's really not much else happening in January. It's like, oh, I can reflect on our, our peoples during this time. No, it's so true. Whoever curated the, <laughs> the calendar of holidays needs a raise. Honestly, you're so right. February just slaps for Valentine's Day because you're right. It's cold outside. You're getting all cozy, bundled up with your partner, doing cute dates and stuff. Yeah, when there's nothing else to do. I'm, I'm of course, speaking from a Midwest perspective, but it's, yeah, it's, it's perfect. So I love it. It does. It makes sense. But first, 
We'll catch up, share our peaks of the week, and then we'll get into the questions. We're both at home right now. Mm-hmm. Sigh. Yeah. Well, Feels I good. think that's the biggest update. You should tell us all about Columbia because we have not recorded the podcast for almost a month now because we pre-recorded because you were traveling. So give us an update. How was it? Trip was really, really good. It flew by. Mm-hmm. I have so many positive things I could say, like getting to be in a place that the weather was just perfect every day was really motivating and encouraging to kick off the year with that optimistic outlook on 2024. I was mm-hmm. getting my steps in. I got a little bit of a tan, got to work at cute coffee shops. But on the work note, the one drawback I will say, and this is all my own doing, is I just like worked way too much while I was gone. Like I don't have this sense of like, wow, I was just on vacation for a month. I'm like, wow, I was just working somewhere else for a month because <laughs> I mean, yeah, we pre-recorded, but we had six freaking episodes go live during the time I was gone. Mm-hmm. We did the Patreon workshops, 1404. It was the end of the year. So I had to do, I do our finances. It was all of the year end numbers. And then with the freaking snowstorm in Omaha, that that like threw a wrench in various things. It kind of messed up some of my Airbnb guest travel plans. So I had to kind of work with them. Mm-hmm. And then my friend who was house sitting with Peaches, the pipes froze. I totally forgot to tell her like in an old apartment that you need to like open the valve like by turning on the cold water. And so that was kind of a nightmare dealing with the plumbers for like three days in a row while they like got their dirty shoes all over my no shoe apartment. And then they had to drill into the floor, cut it open, not drill into the floor, cut open the floor down below to be able to access the pipes. And then at 1404, the person working couldn't come in. So then I, from afar, had to like find someone else to come in. And uh, I'm just like, maybe January is not the time that I should be leaving every year. Like maybe I should pick a different month because it's like really hard for me to relax and enjoy my time away when something is happening every day. Mm-hmm. Which is also the nature of having your own businesses, I guess. Yeah, I know. I feel like I have in the last three years can only think of like one vacation where it's actually vacation. And the rest is just, like you said, working somewhere else. But it's like, you're right. How do you, I don't even know if it's possible. <laughs> like, you know, it's hard. I know. So that's kind of on my career goal side is recognizing that that's where I'm at right now, that mm-hmm. I still am very hands-on with all aspects of my businesses. And in order for me to ever have a vacation, that means that I have to relinquish more control and mm-hmm. delegate more. So that was also just something that I was reflecting on. And it's not that I mind any of the work I'm doing. It's just not really able to be turned off at this point in time. But it was a great trip. Nonetheless, a few updates on it as well. So my sister was supposed to be joining and her pass, she got to the airport and her passport expires in March and it has to be valid for six months later than when your trip is. So Mm -hmm. on the day that we went to fly down there, she just had to go home. And I also did not end up taking peaches because it was going to be $500 to get this international pet passport for her and all the things that she needed with it, plus the flight. And with the way that Christmas landed on Monday, right? The vet office was like closed the weekend up before and then like those days. And so the USDA office, which is where you need the paperwork from, it was like not going to be possible for me to get that document. So basically I was going to spend $500 for like a 5% chance that I would have gotten the paperwork back in time and they mail it. So also it snowed on Christmas and I was just like, 
I'm not going to get this form back. And then I'm going to have to scramble on the day of leaving if I don't get it back. So I just made a plan B and posted to see if anyone wanted to dog sit peaches at my place. But now that I know, I feel very confident that I could take peaches next time. And it also, like I said, I don't know if the holidays is maybe just not when I should be trying to be working from afar because there's so much happening. And if I had been trying to take her in another month, then those offices wouldn't have been closed. Yeah. Getting the paperwork would be no problem. Mm-hmm. But I missed her. Oh, well, she, because we were FaceTiming her on Zoom when one of the first days you got back and she was glued to your hip. So I'm glad <laughs> that she has her mommy back with her. <laughs> but I got to give a shout out to Leah. She's my friend who dog sat her. Normally when I'm gone for a little while and I get home, he just kind of has this like anxious vibe to her excitement of seeing me. That's like, why did you leave? Where were you? Like, I'm happy to see you, but kind of mad because you were gone and she's like really clingy. And at this time, I can tell that Leah did such a good job watching her because it, it, she didn't feel anxious when mm-hmm. I got home. It was just like, oh, my mom's back, like cuddle time, but not this distressed peaches, which was very healing for me because I'm like, okay, good. There's other people that can nurture peaches in a way that she'll be okay without me for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's that's good that she was in good hands because yeah, that would be another added stress of like, how's my baby doing? How is she? Yeah. How's Margo been? Is she loving the snow? Margo loves the snow. She, yeah, all is good over here. She loves it. I mean, it recently, I don't know if you saw the stories of on TikTok or it was an ice, freezing ice. What's it called? Freezing rain outside. And there was a video of like a fire truck. Did you see that? Like going in circles down a hill and it almost slams into a house, but it slams into a car. And then it almost slams into a house because the ice was so bad. Um, But luckily it like veered to the side of the house and parked like perfectly between these two houses, which is crazy. But the ice was really bad the last couple of days. So I have not left my house. <laughs> but now it's it's just rain. It's like 40 and raining. And But yeah, it was nice. We had snow. Margo was loving it. It's taking me back to, was it last year when Seattle had that crazy ice storm and TikTok was just full of people like legitimately sliding down an entire street? Yeah, that's literally what it was. Thank goodness <laughs> St. Louis is pretty flat. Because other than that one video, I didn't see too much of people losing, flying down whole streets. But apparently, if you put socks over your shoes, I saw this on TikTok, when it's really icy out, that it will prevent you from slipping. So if you're ever in a black ice situation or just a very tons of ice outside, put socks over your shoes and it creates a lot of traction. Gotta have some big ass socks. <laughs> yeah, I know. You really do. But apparently the socks get wet and then it like does some science with this with ice. Um, but yeah, I, it's crazy. Okay. I'm like, the things you learn from the internet. I could see that though because I feel like when I'm just wearing socks, if like a little bit of water had gotten on my kitchen floor, it like sticks to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As it's drying. So. Okay. That's, that's a fun fact for you. Ice is really no fun. It doesn't serve any purpose. <laughs> no, really doesn't. Wait, going back to Columbia, what was your favorite thing that you did? Oh my God. I really did so many things. I was doing the most from like sunup to sundown every day. Honestly, I could totally make going to Columbia a regular thing for the beauty treatments. Mm-hmm. If I posted one piece of content about how affordable it was down there, I posted a hundred. I just like can't stop talking about it <laughs> because the US dollar is four times stronger wow. than the Colombian peso. So basically like if something is $4 there, equivalent of what it would probably cost in the United States is 16. So I got like a gel pedicure. They removed the gel and put new gel on. Tax tip, $14. It's a hundred where I go. 
a tax and tip. I got an hour massage and it was 45 with tax and tip. I got a facial that was almost two hours, microderm, hydrofacial, massage, and that was $50 tax and tip. So kind of low-key getting those treatments and feeling like I could splurge on those without any of the guilt was so amazing. Oh, and I don't even know how much my manicure was because Clay and I went together. He just got a quick, it was his first pedicure. (laughs) Uh, The lady was like, you want color? He's like, no. That's so (laughs) funny. Clay comes out with bright pink toes. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, get blue. (laughs) And he looked huge sitting in that tiny chair. It wasn't like the big American like massage chairs. It was just like a little, I don't know, a small chair chair with like a bucket that they add like water from a hot kettle in there. Very different. Okay. But it really did remind me, quick side note, that I need to do more with my spaces, seeing Mm -hmm. what people did down there with the smallest amount of room. I'm like, damn, Mm. we're in America. We're so used to having big rooms, big spaces that we really forget how to maximize what we have. So I have been all over Pinterest and reading blogs on apartment therapy about how to make small living spaces maximized. And I've got some Mm -hmm. really good ideas and have been getting all into that with my apartment. But when Clay and I got our appointments together, my total was $10 somehow for my my gel manicure and his pedicure. I just am dumbfounded. So I would go two times a year down there, $450 flight round trip. Like you'd save so much money just UD tourism. No, that's definitely a thing. And there's a girl, I'm sure you've seen her on TikTok who does a bunch of videos about that because she gets her hair done in Turkey Mm -hmm. and she does the, the, what's that called? Weft? What's that? It's like, yeah, it's, yeah weft hand tied extensions. And that at Hair by Chrissy or one of those big salons here in the US, I think is like $3,000. And for her, it was somewhere between four to 600, I think. So just going for those hand tied extensions, that pays for your flight in your hotel. Exactly. And then you're like getting this trip out of it. I'm all about it. Cause I, I saw that video too. And at first I was like, well, I don't get services that. like that. Like yeah. I'm not getting plastic surgery and I'm not getting hair, but I'm like, wow, even if you just go for a week, can get a bunch of self-care type of treatments. Mm-hmm. Eat some healthy food. Have you read the book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss? Half at an airport one time. It was like chilling somewhere. I think he talks about that and the cost of living, you know, doing your job for four hours in the US, getting that pay and then living in Argentina or living in all these different places. So I think you should definitely look into it. I know. I am. I already (laughs) already booked my flight back for like the entire month of April because I was like, dude, I can't afford to go home. Like literally just yesterday, I got a matcha and a pastry and it was 15. And then I got, I had to order Chipotle on DoorDash because I don't have a car and I had no groceries the day I got back. And it's like 20 some. And I'm like, Mm. I spent $40 on barely a meal and a half. I guess Chipotle is a very big meal. And down there for $40 in a day, I could have had three amazing ass meals. I could have gone to a yoga class. I could have gone all around the town. That is so concerning, especially because you live in Omaha, Nebraska. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) That is when you know this inflation is bad. So true. Because that's why people live in places like St. Louis and Omaha, so that you can not pay that much to live. But, oh God, it's bad. I know. That's why I'm working hard on trying to... I did find a roommate. I don't oh, think yeah. I told you. I don't think I've told anyone. She's moving in in March. She seems great. She's from Colorado. Her and her husband get married in July, so he lives here. Mm-hmm. She just needed something from March to June. Nice. And I'm so excited. We haven't met. We both were like, you know what? Trust the process. It's going to be great. And I kind of feel like I'm going back to 
college by having like a girly roommate. That's so exciting. I loved having roommates. It's so fun. It is. And I, I think I thought in my head I wouldn't ever have that opportunity again. Because obviously once Clay and I moved in together, I wasn't like, yeah, I'll probably go back to having girl roommates again. Mm-hmm. But here we are. How the tables have turned. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really exciting. That's fun. Yay. I love that. Thank you. How was your January? Oh my gosh. Every time we do this, I'm always like, what has happened? I guess my updates for today. Wedding planning is flying. I feel like like you said, where has the time gone? Like things are just flying by and we are cruising through the wedding planning process. So have the save the dates, have the wedding invitations. I'm ordering the wedding invitations right now. I went through Minted. I really, I think I've shouted them out before in here, but I think it's so easy. And my friend used to work there and she loved the company and I feel like it's a good company to support. It's like women founded and owned. So. I really like them. And planning a batch trip to Puerto Rico. Got my flights for that. Allison is coming. It's going to be so fun. I'm stoked. I I say planning, but like I literally haven't planned anything. I just have the flights. <laughs> because I'm like, what? Literally, when are you supposed to do a wedding planning? Like, when are you supposed to do this? I have a job. I have a life. How am I supposed to find an extra 20 to 30 hours a week to do everything? I mean, obviously, that's why people get so stressed and... Like, that's why people don't think it's that fun. But it's so true. I'm like, when, where? Where's the time? How am I supposed to do this? And now it's actually 2024 and your wedding's in 2024. So I feel like when it was 2023, it was like, technically it was within a calendar year, but it was still next year. Yes. And no. now it's like, oh, it's it's happening. No, it's like now it's four months away, which is like <laughs> so, that is like the weirdest thing ever to say out loud. Like, that's just crazy. I did buy my flight to Charleston already too. Oh my I gosh. That. I know everyone's telling me that they're buying their flights. I'm like, this is so weird. This is crazy. Except I'm coming Wednesday, actually. Oh, nice. That's good. That's what I'm going to. Well, if you need help with anything, <laughs> I got you. You'll be around. That's awesome. They got no other plans. Yeah. No, it's going to be so fun. So yeah, invites. If anyone has any recommendations for Puerto Rico, I think we just want to get like a cool house somewhere. And there's so many different beach towns and stuff. So if anyone has a good rack, please let me know. Oh, otherwise, I, February 2nd, super exciting. One of my TikTok mutuals, Eli Rallo, is she just launched a book. Launched a book. She just, is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So she just released a book. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. Um, Called I Didn't Know I Needed This. And it's a dating and advice book uh, about her experiences dating in her 20s. And she's doing a book tour. So she's coming to St. Louis February 2nd at the City Winery. And I'll be going on stage and doing hosting a little game with her. I don't really know what the segment's going to be. But if you're in St. Louis on February 2nd, you should totally come. Uh, tickets are at her website, elirallo.com, I believe. I'll, of course, link it in the show notes. But come and hang. We're going to be at City Winery. Um, I think it's from like 6 to 8 or 6 to 9. But I'll be there. She's going to be doing a meet and greet. So if you follow her and really like her, you can get your book signed if you bring a book. I think you can buy a book there as well. So yeah, lots of fun stuff. And it's like pink. If The cover is amazing. Her cover design person crushed it. It's like pink hearts and cute and pink and red and yellow. So wear your pink and come on out. Well, that's perfect timing for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. The theme of this episode. I it's agree. All, it's all connected. Full circle. Yeah. Well, I think we should just totally get into that next. So should we do our peaks and go right into yeah. that? What's you your peak first. of the week? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No one ever wants to go first. I guess I can go because I was just talking about wedding planning. And my peak is that I got a dress, a wedding dress. Oh my God. I know. Congrats. Thank you. Literally after this, I have to go get my measurements taken 
to order it, which is so weird. Like, can you tell us anything about it? Yeah, I can tell a story. Well, so I am probably one of the most indecisive people in the world. Like, that is just a quality that I have. It's, you know, a flaw. It's So I just did not know what I wanted to do for a dress. And just the idea of going shopping, like, stressed me out because I'm like, I, it's so overwhelming. There's too many options. I don't even know what style, what cut, like what, I just didn't know anything. And so I found this really cool local boutique called Lover Girl. And it's not like a conventional bridal boutique. She carries really cool designers. She, I don't know, it's just different, you know, because I feel like there's those big salons that have like 20 plus stylists. And I don't know, I just, the thought of going to that just gave me so much anxiety and it was overwhelming. And at first I thought I wanted to get a vintage dress because I just loved the idea. I saw one girl on TikTok who found this vintage Dior dress. And I love the idea of doing that because I just want something very unique. And so for the last like six months, I've been looking online, looking at vintage dresses, but just nothing was striking my fancy. Nothing was feeling very me. And it was also so hard because I don't know what I like. So I'm like, how can you really be shopping online for a vintage dress if you don't even know what style you like? So I found this really cool boutique and I was like, let me just go in and try stuff on. And so I can understand at least to shop online better. But then I got there and she was having a trunk sale, this one designer, which a trunk sale is usually when they only carry it for two two weeks. So you can get really unique dresses in your store that maybe wouldn't normally sell. But after two weeks, you just ship them out. So it's kind of fun because then different uh, bridal salons can try out different dresses that they don't have to buy the inventory for. They don't have to take the risk. So it's fun because there's all these really cool, unique and different dresses. And I tried on this one oh my gosh, that is so cool. I've never seen a dress like that. And then I tried on, I was like, oh wait, this is really cool. And then I tried on these other ones. And I'm like, wait, no, that first one was so, it felt really me. And I'm like, if online shopping has not gone well for six months, like what is going to change? Like, I feel like I just need to say yes to something. And I looked really good in this one and it feels really good. And it's what I wanted. It was something unique. I had not seen a dress like that before. And so I'm like, okay, I feel like I have to say yes. Like indecisive Kara cannot continue because I cannot, keep looking at dresses online because a lot of the things with that as well is like you can't return them. So I'm like, am I going to buy a dress? And then it's final sale. What if I have this vintage dress that doesn't fit me or don't like it? And so I said, yes, the dress. So that's the story. Oh, congrats. Did you call in for backup like your mom and McKenna? Yes. I brought my friend Allie, who's been on the podcast, Allie Kazaya now because she's married, but formerly Rickard. And then I brought Connor's mom. So my future mother-in-law. So they came. Um, And when I first told them, I was like, I really am just going to like research. Like I hadn't tried on any dresses. I had not tried on a single wedding dress since being engaged other than my friend had one in her house I tried on, but had not properly gone shopping. And then I just like really loved this one. And I'm like, it's four months out. Like, I should probably get the ball rolling. So I feel like all the stars just fell. And I love that it's it's a girl named Ellen who owns Lover Girl here in St. Louis. And it's her shop, one-man band. Like, she does it all. So it felt good to support her, to shop from her. And it, yeah, I feel like it's all just, it worked out. Aww. Yeah, I'm and so happy for you. Do you feel so much weight lifted off your shoulders getting that one? Yes. And in. like, part of me is like, oh, do I still want to like, Because at first I, because I just said yes, I think yesterday. And at first I was like, do I want to try to do the vintage dress route? But I just, I think there's someone, it's like for a specific type of person. Like I just don't get that kind of stuff. Like I, I've never been good at someone who can find something on the rack and like see the vision and then try it on. Like I just, I think just seeing this one in person and loving it, I'm like, I need to just go for it. I I think this is what was meant to happen. Well, I'm proud of you. Yes. Making the choice. (laughs) Yeah. I'll send you pics. I feel like you'll really like it. Okay. 
Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Okay, so that's my peak of the week. What is yours? Okay, so the night before Clay and I left Medellin, it worked out that this couple that I've been Instagram friends with for maybe years, I don't know. It's like so hard to know when you originally first found people on the mm-hmm. internet. But they have Airbnbs and Joshua Tree. So I think I found their properties first and then found the people who actually own them. But I honestly don't know. <laughs> but it worked out that they were getting to Medellin the mor- in the morning, the day before we left. And then we were leaving the next morning. So we had like 12 hours where mm-hmm. we were going to be there at the same time. And so we were like, okay, we definitely have to go get dinner. And it was just such a good vibe. You never know when it's someone you haven't met and then plus a double date. So it's like, we all have to get along as a group. Me and the girl, Clay and the other guy. Yeah. It's only going to be one dinner. If it's not a huge hit, no worries. But I'm so glad we went, even though we were super tired and we're like, oh my gosh, you have to pack. And it's funny because then we were talking to them. They were also super tired because they had like flown that day and everyone Mm -hmm. had committed to not canceling. So I loved that for all of us that we were like, you know what? We said we're going to do this. Let's go. And then by the time we were talking and hanging out, we stayed way until the restaurant was closed. And then we lingered outside on the corner outside the restaurant for like another hour. And we're like, ah, we could keep going, but Mm -hmm. we had to leave in the morning. And I just feel like we all had a lot to learn from each other. And it's fun that social media allows that to happen. What else about it? Yeah. Where were they from originally? Um, I believe the Bay Area. Oh, cool. She worked at Slack and he worked Mm -hmm. at Google. Oh, wow. Nice. And so they were in tech for, I think, 10 and 12 years. Mm-hmm. And then they went on sabbatical to travel for a year. And now they're pivoting to more entrepreneurship routes. Nice. Yeah. I love that And too. I'd love to stay at their place sometime. In Joshua Tree? Yeah. Is it a Airstream kind of thing or is it a house or what is it? House, yeah. I oh, have a cool. couple of them. I can link them below if you guys want to see them. And it was just cool to hear their story of how they made all of that possible. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see things from afar, you're like, how, how did you get there? Right. Right. You don't see the 10 years of working a traditional job in the background, but you see the really cool Airbnb that's selling out all the time. And yeah, that's Uh so true. I'm like, how did you guys afford to buy houses in Joshua Tree? Like, (laughs) I don't understand. Yeah, that's a lot of capital. So good for them. Yay. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next 
next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. These days work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, listeners peaks. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, this one is so exciting. Kylie said, I got the position of my dreams. I'm so excited. I start at the PICU at Seattle Children's in April. Congratulations. Kylie was on our Costa Rica trip. So, so happy to hear from her and that she's moving to Seattle. So cool. Yay, we're so happy. I know that that was on your vision board for a really long time, and I'm happy to see that coming to fruition. Madison said, my boyfriend's surprising me with a movie date. That is so cute. Love when the men just take initiative and plan the date. There really is nothing better. And that's so related to what we're going to talk about. I love it. Brina said, snorkeling in Maui. I mean, if that was something that I did this week, that would for sure be my peak too. That sounds lovely. As always, send in your peaks of the week on our Instagram story at Already Friends Podcast. Make sure to send us a review as well that you rated and reviewed the podcast and you can be entered to be our listener of the week. More details on our Instagram stories for that and at the end of the episode. Okay, what would your best you do? Let's get into it. Question number one. Can you share some tips for maintaining a strong romantic relationship? Now that you are a fiance, (laughs) take it away. Um, yeah, this is crazy. I recently saw a TikTok about this that, have you seen this? At the seven-year mark, they say, is when a lot of couples will either make it or break it. And that you have I don't to, think that was a TikTok. I think that that's what me and you were talking about a few, right before I left. Oh, whoa. Wait, okay. Do you remember this was before we did the astrocartography thing? And how we were going on this whole deep dive about this, the situation of the seven-year people? Oh my God. Well, that's really weird that I'm like fully forgetting that. Because there's this girl <laughs> who made a TikTok too. But this I saw this a few months ago. So maybe that it, maybe I also said this. This is what happens when you have a podcast, guys. Don't start a podcast because you will literally forget everything that you say. It's okay. No, what, this was not on the podcast. This is just you and oh, I off, oh, oh, off the oh, mic. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my I just gosh. I can't say the story. Okay. No, but I'll tell this one. I can even link this TikTok. I thought it was very fascinating. But 
basically, there's like a lot of studies that say at seven years, it's either you, a lot of people are going to have issues at seven years. Like that's just a thing. So you either have to deal with them head on and decide to persevere or you break up. So I just thought this was a very interesting question because I think both of us have passed. I think I've, I think I've passed seven years. We got together in 2015. So yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. You're on the other side. But we did break up in 2019 for like six months. So I guess maybe that affects it because I feel like if you break up after dating Super Club, after dating for three and a half years, and then you get back together, I'm like, okay, I'm fully committing now. Like, we're in it. I'm not getting back mm-hmm. together to then break up again. Oh, well, hopefully, you know, that, that's the intention. So yeah, I think it's easier where I'm going with this. I feel like it's easier to feel very romantic in your relationships in the beginning or even in the first year or two versus as it gets more progressed. And of course, that's what they call the honeymoon phase. So I really do feel like you have to make an effort to have romance um, and some things that wrote down. I mean, this doesn't really sound romantic, but I feel like you do have to be a good communicator because at the foundation of all of our relationships, whether they're romantic or not, is communication and whether or not you have good communication skills. But I mean, other than that, I said maybe creating a ritual. Because I don't know, I'm trying to think of what the opposite of a romantic relationship is. And I just feel like it's maybe not tending to each other and giving each other the attention that you want. So I feel like by creating a ritual or maybe something that you guys always do together, then that can kind of keep that flame burning, which sounds so lame. But for me and Connor, every Saturday we do a walk and go and get a coffee. And I feel like it doesn't really sound romantic, but it's like every single week we have those four hours where it's our time. We don't schedule other things at that time. And it's something that can keep us, I don't know, touch base on how our week went, talk about what we want to do this weekend. And it feels romantic to me. What about you? I think that's romantic. You guys are committing to being present with each other at a certain time every single week. That's more than a lot of couples can say. Yeah. And of course, I'm sure it's easier. We don't have that many responsibilities. I'm sure people get kids and promotions where you have more responsibilities at work. I'm sure it gets very challenging or taking your kids to soccer or practices, all those things. But yeah, for now, I feel like I have a good relationship with this. But yeah, what are your thoughts? To always be on the same team. Mm-hmm. My ex really taught me that. The guy I dated right before Clay, like if we would start to be in a fight, usually coming from me, he'd be like, we're on the same team. And I'm like, you're not, you're right. You're so right. Like, I don't know why I would, if I was having a bad day or something and then taking it on him, he's like, we're on the same team. You know, I'm like, you don't need to make me the bad guy for whatever else is happening. And Clay and I have always followed that too. And I don't feel like Clay and I really fight or argue very much because we try to be like, we're on the same team and whatever issue is happening, like that's the other team. So like, let's be (laughs) mad at that or let's try to solve that issue together rather than like headbutting ourselves. And then with being on the same team, I feel like that applies to how you talk about your partner to your friends and to your family. And sticking up for them. If someone were to kind of say a comment about them or something like if your partner's people did that about you, you would hope that your partner would stick up for you. And I feel like Clay and I have always done a good job of that to other people, just speaking highly about each other to the people around us, whether it's our coworkers, our friends, our family. I just think that says a lot about you guys as a couple, if you can really be there to back each other up. Because to me, that helps solidify the romance in that. That's like, you know what? No matter what, at the end of the day, like I always have this one person that is on my team that I can count on that I know will fight for me if my name is mentioned, like no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. I think that that's really special. And then more on the intimacy side, 
even if you're nervous, like I think we all have points that we get nervous about different intimate needs and wants and desires, but continuously prioritizing that in your relationship to ask the other person, like, do you like this? Or like, how do you feel about that? Or how often do you want to engage in XYZ activity? Knowing where your partner stands on those type of things is so helpful because in your head, you might be thinking like, wow, I really wish we had more intimate time together, or I wish we had less, or I wish it could look like this. And your partner might want that as well. But if you're both too nervous to say something, then you could both be just like pretending or trying to uphold some status quo that both of you don't even want. And if you know maybe like some tricks of things that they like really like or turn them on, that's also super, super helpful. And if you feel intimidated by just starting those conversations out of the blue, there's so many of those couples intimate cards, even whether it's Mm -hmm. sexually intimate or just intellectually, spiritually, your relationship as a whole intimate, getting the answers to some of those things that you might be wondering about your partner can sometimes be easier when the conversation card asks it instead of you. Because you're like, you know, the the card wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. It breaks down that wall that you might be have built up to, I don't know. But you're right. With your partner, you should be fully authentically you. You should be able to open up. And I feel like, yeah, that's a great tip with those those cards or those prompts. Yeah. Overall, I would just say, if you don't put in the effort, you can't really expect to get anything out of it. So I think, yeah, try implementing some of those. I love the cards and scheduling time, like date nights or even just a day of the week where you're at home and you're hanging out, maybe watching a movie in bed or I don't know, whatever it could be. I think you need to make the time to be romantic because sometimes it's just doesn't have anything to do with you. If you think about a partner who maybe isn't being romantic, maybe they're just stressed with work or stressed with finances. And I feel like, I don't know, it's not always your fault that they're maybe they're not being romantic. Mm-hmm. So I feel like putting in the effort and making those spaces where they can like release what's going on with their personal life and just hopefully give you the attention that you're desiring that can develop your relationship and hopefully feel more romantic. I love that you brought that up, which then also made me think in working on yourself. I feel like when Clay and I first started dating, I had a lot more critique about things I wanted him to do. Or I'm like, you should do this or clean the house this way. Like just nitpicky stuff. And the more that I started to mature and realize like I have so much I need to work on for myself, like me nitpicking him is literally just a distraction because of the things I'm insecure about. So I'm trying to try to put this onto him kind of. And really, if I just focus on myself and my partner can focus on them, we'll all be better off at the end of the day. We all have plenty of our own shit to work on that we don't need to be like, I don't know, nagging our partners (laughs) over these things. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. So I really had to learn to let so much go. So many things in the past that I would have said something about, I'll like say it in my head. I'm like, is that worth it right now? Like that would just kill the vibe. No, I don't need to say it. Yeah. It's almost like part of creating a romantic relationship is refraining from doing things that make the situation less romantic, like being naggy or not. Yeah. It's trying to be controlling almost of like trying to control different parts of them. And it's like the Mel Robbins theory. Just let them like everyone 
who you're being with is going to be themselves or is going to be that person no matter what. You can't change people. So I feel like having a romantic or even just like a really good partnership is just finding someone who you can build a life together with what you're already doing and not you trying to change that person. A hundred percent. And no, you're never going to find this perfect, perfect person that checks every single box. And Mm -hmm. I really wish 16-year-old me had heard that because social media and the movies makes it seem like there's this perfect person out there that can do no wrong and they're healed and, you know, so attractive and they make all this money and everything. But if you look at yourself, can you give yourself every single thing you possibly need? Are you a millionaire? Do you have your dream body? Are you the best friend and family member and keep an immaculate house all the time and all those things? And if you're like, no, not this, not that. Well, how could we expect someone else to do all of that then and be Mm -hmm. all of that for us to be our lover and our best friend and our roommate and this to a T all the time? Like that's just not realistic. And you can't even give that to someone else. So like, how can you expect someone else to do that? So just having so much grace and patience for your partner that they're like just a person who's trying to get by every day as well. And then they'll give you that grace in return when when you need it, which we all need that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'd just say, tell this person that you would like to hopefully be more romantic or if not, take some of these actions and just see what happens. But if they still won't open up, maybe just be honest and be like, I feel like we are getting a little too comfortable. Like we need to prioritize, like you said, intimacy and love. So how can we do that? Next question, not necessarily a question, but more of a podcast prompt. If you guys feel comfortable, I'd love to hear an episode about sexual health and growing into your sexuality. Okay, this is our vulnerability journey time. I feel like we talk about so much on this podcast, but we have kind of avoided talking about sexual health a little bit. And it is really, really important. And I will shout right now, there's this podcast called Authentic Sex, and it's amazing in so many ways, giving advice and conversations and holding space for these types of topics. So I do recommend that podcast if you really want to know more about that because I don't know if Kara and I are your number one gals for (laughs) openly sharing all of that. And it's actually mostly because we have, at least for my case, so like my parents listen every week, my sister, Clay's family, Clay's like members at the gym that are of adult age. And like, I just don't want to put them in a position to feel awkward. It's truly not that I care about, I don't know, the the inner workings of it. I'm a pretty open person, but I'll start off by saying when I was in high school and college, I was definitely more boy crazy. And I think that that stemmed from wanting that external validation that mm-hmm. I was like loved and cared for by men. And then as I got older, I really worked on trying to receive that validation from myself and not need it from a man. And not drinking was really helpful to that. And I've touched base on that a little bit. Like when I stopped drinking, I wanted to do like the boudoir shoe and like be way more open with clay in the intimate way while being sober. And of anything in the sexual realm that has made me more confident, it was having sober sex in Mm -hmm. any capacity because so much of the intimacy that I engaged in in high school and college was funneled through going out and drinking at the bars and making out on the dance floor and hooking up after, or like even if it was a date night with a past partner, like usually there was like wine or drinks and then we'd come home. And being able to have full confidence with Clay 
with both of us being completely sober was like so healing, so good for I think both of us and our relationship. And it's just been way more fun because then we don't wake up the next day like, oh, did we only do that because we were like drunk? It's like, no, I wanted to, you wanted to, everything was consensual, like that was fun. Mm -hmm. And it just made it our relationship like so much better. A game that we played in Colombia, I was like, okay, let's prompt each other to bring a little playfulness in where you tell me to do something and then I'll tell you to do something. And like the first thing he said, he was like, give me a massage with like this body oil. And like, it was fun to just go back and forth to have that foreplay and like a, a slow progression of how the other person wanted it. So I definitely recommend one, exploring that sober and two, bringing in other things, whether it's like the sexual conversation cards or games or role-playing to help break down that barrier to make you and your partner more comfortable. Mm-hmm, 100%. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm like, um, I share everything about my life. Can I just have one thing? that I, Because that's the life we chose. And I'm like, um, I don't know if I can get into this because, I don't know, maybe one day I'm on the same. And I'm like, my sister listens. Grandparents listen. This is just like random friends of your grandparents will tell you they listen. I'm like, oh God, I dropped like eight F-bombs on that episode. (laughs) Um, No, but I think like you said, I love a good podcast. I'm going to recommend some podcasts. I used to love guys we F'd. They leave it out. I don't know if they're still making episodes. That was like so long ago. It was definitely the college phase. I really loved that podcast. So that's a great place. Girls Gotta Eat. That's another great podcast. But I was also listening. I like never listened to Call Her Daddy, but I I saw that she had Trisha Paytas on. Do you know who Trisha Paytas is? I don't think I do, actually. She's like this like wacky internet celebrity, which I was like, let me just see how this goes. It was such a funny episode. I actually highly recommend listening to it. Like, I don't even know Trisha very well. I've never followed her, watched her content, but I just like see her stuff randomly on TikTok and she's just so funny because she's just so unhinged. But on her episode, of course, with Call Her Daddy, she asked, Alex asked her about sex. And she's like, I think everyone just overcomplicates things. Like if a guy wants to be with you and you guys are hooking up, he wants to be with you. Like don't overthink how you look. Don't overthink all this stuff. Like things are way more normal in the real life than the internet and with all this different things in our culture make it seem. So yeah, she's like, it's not that serious. Like if they're if they're with you, then they want to be with you. Like that's that. So I thought that was good advice too. It's like, we definitely overcomplicate some of the stuff of you need to look like this or you need to do this. And it's just, I don't know. In real life, it's not that complicated. Yeah. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and set the bar so high with sexual things that we think, oh my God, the other person's like not going to be attracted to this, this, and this. But for example, recently, also highly suggest this, doing a photo shoot of you guys together intimately, just like use Lens Buddy and take some spicy photos and like look at them together. And there were some angles of me that I was like, I look like that. And Clay's like, that's hot. And I'm like, really? And he's like, well, yeah, I see that angle of you all the time. And I'm like, I do not ever see that angle of myself. And to hear your partner be like, no, like you look amazing. Like that was just very confidence building for me. 
And then I was like, you know what? We do look hot. I love that picture. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love all this. Um, Yeah, love this podcast. And I think boudoir shoots, that's fun. This is all great. And if maybe we'll have a guest on at some point. I don't know if I can open this can of worms (laughs) in a public (laughs) place like this. We'll see. Okay. I think I could. Yeah, maybe you and a guest. Honestly, I'll just sit out. (laughs) Put put me (laughs) on the bench. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Well, I'll give you I'll give you this next question. This one's a little a little lighter. Yeah. Date night ideas that are unique. <laughs> okay. This is way more family friendly. I can do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is so fun. I feel like honestly, all of me and Connor's date nights are non-conventional because he cannot eat out. He has so many food allergies. We barely go out to eat. So we do have to think of fun things to do together because I think the most traditional date is going out to eat and we literally never do that. Um, So we, I saw you wrote this one down and honestly, it kind of sparked mine, but comedy shows, we've been going to so many comedy shows, especially because it's winter, it's indoors. And a lot of our favorite comedians have been in town recently. And that has been so much fun because you could pair that with going out, maybe getting a drink or something before and then going to the comedy show. It kind of makes like this long experience together. But for us, we just go to the comedy show. And it's so fun to laugh. And you've talked about wanting to laugh more in 2024. And it's so true. Laughing is so fun. And it makes you so present. And and that's something that you had brought up. And I just so agree with that. Um, and I think it's the best date. I will say maybe as a first date, tread lightly because... It's not fun when you like go to a comedian and the person you're with does not think they're funny at all. It's kind of like you almost feel like you're bombing. You're like, dang it. I did. But honestly, maybe that's a good filter. If you don't have the same type of humor, maybe you don't want to be with that person. But I think that's such a fun date night. Um, sports games. If you live in a city with sporting teams or even minor league sporting teams, even better. It's probably more affordable and still just as fun. I think baseball games are such a great date. Hockey games, they're all they're all great. Outdoor movie night. I we have a projector and a big screen, but you can rent them at the library. Literally free. Um, set it up, do a little bonfire. We even have some of our friend, our couple friends come over and we do this, and that's so fun. And then I also wrote down like going to the farmer's market together. Uh, we've been talking, have we talked about having people that you do errands with, making that kind of thing? Yeah, I think that we talked about that with you and Grace getting groceries mm-hmm. together. I think that also translates to dates as well. Like, can you go on a date and I don't know, get your oil changed or then maybe get a coffee while you're waiting for it. I don't know. Incorporating people into your daily tasks as dates is also fun. So I wrote down farmer's market because who doesn't love a farmer's market? Those are all great. My dad got Clay and I this uh, bucket list date thing. It's like this Mm -hmm. big scratch off sheet that's like the size of a poster. Cute. And so we were going through ones that we had already done and ones that we need to do. And I was actually kind of impressed with how many of the hundred that we had done. Some notable mentions are we recently did a ceramics class together. We went horseback riding, got a couple's massage. Those were all three in Columbia. They were so much fun. And then in Omaha or on other trips, we've done camping, board game cafe, bike rides, taking a barista class, going on a city walking tour, doing an escape room, so many workout classes together, day trips to nearby cities and plant shopping. And then a few others that were on that bucket list that we haven't done yet, but we need to do are going ice skating, going on a hot air balloon ride, going paintballing, and then to the comedy show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's a lot of good comedians that come to Omaha, so you'll have no problem with that one. Yay. I think it's fun. Maybe even an activity together could be coming up with your bucket list dates. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that poster. I feel like I've seen those before, but that's that's such a good idea. 
Because then it even makes you kind of think of things maybe outside of your comfort zone that you wouldn't usually think about. And like pull the trigger on them. Because mm-hmm. I was like, we have to get home and scratch off these three things. We yeah. have to do them over here. Oh, maybe I should get one of those. That sounds fun. Because I think we definitely get in our routines of doing the same stuff. So that's really fun. All right. And oh. last question. How do you guys suggest putting yourself out there to be in a relationship if you've never been in one? Well, my answer is going to be really boring and probably <laughs> so simple. Maybe it won't help. Maybe it will. I feel like the best relationships come when you aren't expecting them. I know that's what the grandma say. That's what the mom say. Everyone's saying it. But of course, you should definitely put yourself in a good position for someone to come into your life. Like, yes, go on dates. Yes, look approachable at a bar or, you know, put yourself out there. But definitely don't force it because I believe in divine timing. I believe in that the right person is going to walk in at the right time or whoever's meant for you will be meant for you at a certain time. So I say, of course, take the steps to put yourself out there, but don't feel like you have to force anything because I feel like if you put these non-existent timelines on yourself of like having to have a ring by this age or having to have kids by a certain age, it's just that might not be your life plan. And if planning your life linearly was a thing, then we'd all be doing it. But that's just not how life works. And that's actually what the book I just finished, The Courage We Just Liked, talked about. It's like you cannot plan your life. So don't stress yourself over that kind of thing. And I don't know. I think just let things unravel as they're supposed to unravel. What do you think? I think that that's very valuable advice. And I'm agreeing with that while also going to say, don't be afraid to make the first move. Yeah. Because I totally pursued Clay. And I know we have both male and female, all genders listening. But for the ladies out there who are just waiting for a man to come to you, don't be afraid. Like if you see someone out there and you're like, they're a catch. I'm trying to put some line out, like do it. It's honestly good for your confidence to, yeah. And I just think it shows to the guy like, wow, you must be pretty confident if you're willing Mm -hmm. to make that first move and put yourself out there in that way. Since I feel like it's kind of less common. No, it's definitely a society right now where the girls have to make the first move. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. And you're so spot on that you do kind of need to approach the people at the bar or in the friend group if you see someone that's cute. Like you kind of do need to initiate it because I think guys just more than ever are so scared of being rejected. And especially with like, like you said, the really confident, the really like girls that are the, the catch, like, I've heard that those people, especially like no guy wants to get rejected from the girl who's got it all. Like, so you, if you feel like you are that person, if you're the it girl, you got to go get the guy yourself. Like they're just not going to come to you. They're scared. Yeah. They're intimidated. Yeah. Not saying I'm this like big catch. Clay was shy anyway, but he's like, I would have literally never asked you out. Yes, exactly. He's like, I I never like asked any girls out. Like I was just way too nervous to do that. And I'm like, so if you were at a bar, you would never like go up to a girl and ask them out. And he's like, no. No, it it totally is not a thing anymore. And it used to be even, that's funny, one of the comedians last week at the stand-up show I went to kind of talked about that, how in the 90s, you used to have to like go up to girls while they're dancing and it was so scary because they're with their girlfriends and a big group and you would have to go and initiate conversation. But nowadays it's just... It's not like that at all. So yeah, I think you're so right. I also feel like with social media and the digital footprint, men are like really afraid to just be outed, even if they just DM a girl. Right. Like it's just a screenshot and it ends up on Twitter if they like say the wrong thing Mm or get outed to their friend group or something. So I do kind of feel for guys in that way. Like I would be scared too. 
I know. The girls really be making some ruthless TikToks of people's hinge <laughs> prompts. I'm like, leave this guy alone. He likes fishing. Wow. Groundbreaking. Like, people just be ridding yeah. people to filth over them just being themselves. It's so mean. No, you're so right. And all the videos of like seeing their ex and it's literally just like a dude walking. <laughs> I'm the person commenting that's like, I think that you guys just don't like men, which is absolutely okay. Yeah. But they're literally just existing. He's breathing in a Starbucks. <laughs> like, that's an ick? Like, we need to get a reality check. And <sighs> if a camera followed me around all day, I would ick over myself a thousand times. Yes. Yeah. hundred so. percent. So I think that's all great advice. Wow. Look at us. Matchmakers I mean, for Valentine's we've Day. We've got like 15 years of dating. Well, maybe more. Because before Clay, I was in a three-year. And before that, I was in a three-year. Mm-hmm. So six plus six. I've been dating for 12 years. Yeah, I've had like three serious boyfriends. No big deal. I've got... Or we should write a book, basically. <laughs> three, wait, wait. Is yours three as well? Three. I went three, three. Now we're at six. No, or three boyfriends that are serious? <sighs> or is that more? I can't do math. Three serious boyfriends. How... Okay, this is actually a good question. How long... Do you consider a serious boyfriend? I think like a year. Yeah, probably three serious. Quite a few other flings. Okay, we'll write a book about the three serious boyfriends. <laughs> Perfect. Honestly, I don't know if it would be appropriate, but somehow I would love Clay's parents to come on sometime because they have been married for 38 years, I think it is now. Oh my gosh, cute. And all their four boys all married either their high school or college sweetheart. So wow. clearly the loyalty and the the it's men there. and the Fisher family got it on lock. I love that. We'll definitely tap them on. Okay, well, thank you guys for being here for another What Would Your Best You Do? We hope this helped. Happy Valentine's Day to those who celebrate. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, wait, really quick before you go, if you want a chance to be the Artie Friends Listener of the Week, we have something for you. Leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And for bonus entries, there's so many ways to support our show. Share about us on your Instagram story, engage with us over on TikTok, post on our Facebook group, join the Patreon page, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to send that rating and review to our Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast, and we pick a new Listener of the Week every Wednesday. We'll send you a $10 Visa gift card if you win, just as a way of saying thank you to buy you a coffee, buy you a sweet little treat, Whatever you want. Thanks again, you guys. We appreciate you so, so much. And we'll catch you next week. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. (sighs) Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.